today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuum Man, who sponsored this fine program, is uh, with us once again. Adam, great to have you back on the show. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, you know what? I'm glad the week's over, Bill. It hasn't been that great, man. I'll tell you. It's been sort of a bit of a punch in the gut, a little punch in the face. Uh, I'm, I'm bruising up bad, my friend, but I'm glad it's Friday. As, uh, as Alicia said, your producer, it's Friday. And, man, I am so glad it's Friday. Well, listen, as bad as things might have been for you, at least you're not Colonial Pipeline. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we talked about them a little bit last week. Now we're starting to get more details, of course. Of course, they were the victims of ransomware. Uh, and uh, they paid. I mean, and they're quite open about that. They paid. But, I mean, when you look at it, Adam, what other choice did they have? It was really putting a strain on their system, and obviously it would have put a, a massive strain on society. But I think this is actually, uh, you know, amplified in a degree of where we talk about, you know, jokingly, you and I have done Hack of the Week, uh, where we highlight specifically uh, a situation where uh, somebody's been hacked. This is something of which is really, really a deep concern. And you take a look at the pipeline, as you just brought up, and the impact it made. Well, you know, we look at municipalities. We look a regional. This is an example of where ransomware attacks are really a major problem. So much so, it's in fact now the number one crime in North America, possibly the world. I don't have that information. But I can tell you that it is a serious issue and when we jokingly say don't forget to update your password. It's a real massive issue when it comes to the fact of how they're attempting to go after businesses. And now they're even doing triple extortion, Bill. So they're going after the, the original where we lock down your computers, whether it's a colonial pipeline or maybe a municipality or, or you know, a police station. Um, but now what they're doing is taking the data and they're going after the individuals they have information on. So they may say, uh, for example, uh, Colonial Pipeline, we've got access. Give us $5 million before we give you access to decrypt your files. And they'll go after all of their customers. Just so you know, we're ransoming the software and your data, we have access. You can also save your integrity by paying a smaller fee. So uh, these, these ransomware terrorists are going after everyone. It's like a triple threat on, on all levels. So it's something to keep in mind. And what is the moral of this whole story is that you want to make sure you lock down your, your, your router, locking your passwords to factor authentication. Look it up, folks. I've said it weekly. That's what you need to do to make sure you properly give yourself those security functions. Why aren't more companies using that? Well, they're starting to migrate into it, but it's kind of like watching a massive, you know, uh, you know, ship try to turn quickly. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of steps involved when you put any kind of systems in play and, and the softwares that are available. Google's got one, Microsoft has one, and then there's third party softwares called Keeper. Uh, that's a, that's a decent one. You gotta pay for the service, but it really is, uh, capable, but it takes, it takes a lot of work to set it up, Bill. And when you take so many uh, avenues of hardware and software and and all of the elements that are involved in that um, it, it, it's a time-consuming process uh, not that I don't think companies and municipalities or government is doing it it's just the time to be able to roll it out effectively yeah but you juxtapose that with the, the cost of getting caught like these guys did and you got to wonder if it's worth the investment 
Well, exactly. And it's funny because I heard that Dark Side, the group that was involved in this, um, made a comment of, sorry, we didn't mean to upset society. That wasn't our intention. We just want to make lots of money. Um, anyway, that was a bit of a juxta- juxtaposition in how they uh, uh, presented it. Um, you know, the real funny, not funny, it's actually not funny at all, Bill, but uh, there's a real growth in regards to now ransomware is offering online uh, uh, ransomware as a service. So if you're a hacker, you can now buy the ransomware software. You can now try to load it, and it gives instructions how to do it. This is not a secret. You don't need to be a part of a Russian agency or a North Korean government trained. This is available on the web uh, that you can get this information. In fact, it's a business to the degree that you can even pay for the service. So in the case that uh, uh, McAfee or Norton comes up with a solution, um, you can can now, as part of your ransomware purchase, uh, you'll be able to now get upgrades to bypass some of those security. It's, it's really, it's mind-blowing how crazy this has become. This is not just some guy in a basement with pizza going, I hope I can do this. This is really, it's almost like a business. Yeah, sadly, and uh, something that we have to keep our eye on, and businesses I know are, are looking at, at possible ways to try to, to combat this, too. What's an ongoing story? We'll try to keep our listeners up to speed on this. When I was a little boy, Adam, uh, the space race, and, and I remember the early days of that. I was just a young tad at the time. It was the it was the Russians against the Americans. Who was going to get there first? Yuri Gagarin was the first Russian, Alan Shepard, and on and on it goes. But it was always between those two countries. It was a race to the moon. Now the space race, and it's still happening, by the way, it's private sector. I mean, the government yes. is sort of kind of there, but it's it's private money. It's the Elon Musks and it's the Amazons that, that are really, uh, excuse the pun, fueling the, the whole thing right now. <laughs> well, and this latest announcement that came out was actually derived in, in the detonation that took place uh, in, in Israel. They were looking at, uh, you know, and, and it was a horrific situation that, that happened where uh, chemicals mixed and there was a massive detonation that was, uh, you know, that took place. And researchers, I guess, took the negative and turned it into a positive. And what was that positive? Well, you know, uh, they've been able to take and harness the power of detonation. Um, in a way that it can be channeled, uh, that it will be uh, an explosive capability of being able to get through the atmosphere. So uh, not to explain how science works to everybody, and I'm no rocket scientist, wonk, wonk. Uh, but this basically, uh, when you launch into space a shuttle or, or any satellite, you need rockets to get up into the atmosphere. It takes about eight minutes. Then when you get to the atmosphere, uh, the rockets propel uh, through that atmosphere, then dis- disengage, and then you, you, know, you end up in space, and they end up basically using a new fuel system to move on. Well, the detonation system System that the scientists have come up with is going to remove the ability to have rockets attached. So this is a massive, uh, you know, indication of where and what it can do. And, and what that means is that it can go 17 times the sound uh, uh, Mach 17, technically, which is, I think, 25,000 kilometers per hour. So, what, okay, so what does this all mean and, and all that? What it means is those situations we heard in the news where, uh, you know, uh, Chinese space rockets Rockets are entering back into the uh, uh, back to Earth. Uh, we don't know where it's going to fall. Uh, those situations could be a thing of the past. We may not have to worry about Chinese rockets falling to the ground. Is where I was going with that, Bill. 
Uh, fascinating stuff, and, and as I say, with the, the exploration is starting to continue right now too, uh, with uh, with Musk and so many other folks, and now they're talking about Mars missions. So this is a story to watch in the next little while. Uh, listen, we know that the lockdown got extended here in Ontario yesterday. Uh, that's bad news for small businesses, and you and I have talked about the plight that many small businesses are going on with that. How are, how are they pivoting? How are they adopting? Any anything innovative that they can use to help them? <laughs> Absolutely. One of the biggest things that is small businesses uh, struggle with is getting their money. So every time the payment comes in, when you make a payment, whether you use like an Uber purchase or Uber Eats or even buying directly with the restaurant or any service for that matter, it, the normal cycle is it's a 24-hour to 48-hour delay. So you make the purchase, the, you get the, uh, the purchase product, whether it's a service or whether it's a, a product itself, uh, most, merchant, most businesses have to wait up to three days to get their money. So this new, uh, this is a visa innovation, which I have to say is uh, fantastic. And they partnered with a company called Wave. It's a POS system. And what's great about it is it's real time once the economy opens up and businesses can actually operate again in Ontario, Bill. Um, the good news is Visa has a new ability in real time that purchases made, it goes directly in your bank account. This is really earth shattering when we talk about technology for small business. Uh, I'm willing to bet a lot of small businesses are going, where do I call? How do I get a hold of that? Uh, and if you ever do need the answers, please feel free. Just visit my website, adamoldfield.com. I would be happy to share to any small business looking to speed up ways of getting their money in real time through credit card purchases. So this, hopefully, once we get over this hump with regards to closing bill, uh, I believe that this is going to uh, take, well, take small businesses. They need cash flow and bad. So this is a great solution. Uh, kudos to Visa for doing this. Let's talk about television viewing. And we know that there have been some major changes in patterns, uh, use patterns, especially over the last number of years. Uh, we've, well, adopted a phrase like cable cutters. People are just, okay, I'm not paying that anymore. Uh, forget about it. And, and there's cable companies, of course, are very concerned about that. And they've been, you know, crying poor to the, the federal government uh, for quite some time about this. But they've done some research on this, especially with the, with some of the younger demographics right now. Uh, I, I, are they watching TV anymore or have they simply switched to, to other venues? Well, you know, we always assumed and we can, we can always take for granted the fact that younger generation, as you said, are, you know, they're not watching TV as much as they used to. Well, uh, Nielsen and, uh, and, and Snapchat, I guess, put it together and they were able to put some facts behind it. What are the facts? Well, the first fact is that, uh, 65% of younger audiences are not watching TV. And of the balance of around 30 per, or 20%, 20% of the balance of those younger, and when we say younger, we're talking under the age of 30, Bill, um, the third, uh, the 20% difference of those that are watching TV are light TV watchers, meaning that they're probably watching no more than five hours a week on television. So it's, it's more or less Nielsen ratings with Snapchat have actually come to the conclusion that we are watching more YouTube, more social media video, uh, than, than any other, uh, broadcast through cable. So it's a, it's a testament of fact, more or less, of what we assumed was happening. They've actually now got it as Generation Z is more engaged in social media for their videos and otherwise 
news than that traditional television program. Now, what does that mean in the bigger uh, scale of things is the fact that, you know, and and not mentioned in this was radio, by the way, Bill. Uh, Yes, radio, which is what we're all listening to right now, was actually increased with Generation Z. Podcasts, uh, radio, were actually up in uh, percentages as younger audiences actually listen to the radio more than they're watching television. That's fascinating. Well, you know why? Because they're engaged and they, and they like to share opinions, and and I think that's a, a platform for them. I'm not totally surprised by that, but it's it's encouraging news. Uh, this next thing, I, I was really kind of blown away by, uh, because this is always a concern that you have. You know, they, they say if you want to buy a melon, you've got to hold it, and there's a way to squeeze it, and all this sort of stuff. And is it fresh? Is it not fresh? Uh, artificial intelligence is taking over and taking all the work out of it. Well, I was going to say, you're, you're right. You go to a grocery store. I mean, right now, you don't even get the shop online. You have to get curbside delivery, I think, in most cases. But there is now a, a software, an artificial intelligence imaging technology. And what it does is it's able to look at a, a shelving unit, and it will determine on the shelf directly how long that produce or product uh, has before it spoils. It uses the uh, technology of analyzing uh, how it's fermenting, I guess, um, but it uses this information, tracks it based on temperature, uh, shelf life, uh, you know, uh, the, and then what they've done is they've created a coating, an edible coating that can actually be applied over top of the products. I don't know about you, Bill, but, you know, more, more products or chemicals on our produce to make it last longer doesn't sound like a good thing to me, but at the end of the day, we got to put our, you know, our trust to science. Um, this new chemical composition is able to actually get up to two to three times longer on fruits and vegetables on a shelf. So we're seeing where technology is even helping in the grocery department, um, making the broccoli and the apples get a little longer versus getting at home and realizing afterwards it's more or less, you know, fung- uh, turning into a bacterial uh, Petri dish than it is uh, becoming your fruit or your breakfast. Yeah, well, hopefully they can figure out what's going bad in the back of the fridge, too, instead of <laughs> that one thing where you just open it up and, oh, what was that? What exactly. is going on? What is going on with Elon Musk? I mean, he was on Saturday Night Live, of course, as the host a little while ago. He's, he's made a couple of comments in the last couple of days, Adam, about cryptocurrency, which has just sent the, the industry up on its ear right now. What's going on? You know what? Honest to God, uh, first of all, Elon Musk is probably one of the most intelligent individuals on the planet. And we know that based on the fact he's a billionaire. Um, he was the biggest advocate, if not a champion, when it came to cryptocurrency. Uh, in fact, it's, it's primarily the reason why Bitcoin is the value it was. And if you've noticed, I preface that with was, right, Bill? Because he made the announcement that he's no longer supporting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin for the sake that they are not and uh, carbon, uh, uh, carbon neutral, climate, uh, uh, environmentally friendly. Um, I kind of, I was a little taken back. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, Bill, because when I saw that, I was thinking to myself, almost, uh, uh, is, is not a lithium ion still a problem? But anyways, aside from that, uh, Elon Musk has spoken, and that means that he is claiming that the energy used to mine bitcoins. It takes a lot of computers. It takes a lot of energy. 70% of bitcoin mining is happening in China. 
And I don't know if anybody knows that, but really 70% of that mining is done on coal energy. So his comments were really driven around the fact that cryptocurrency needs to be more energy efficient. We need to look at, look at options when we're moving into this cryptocurrency uh, movement that you want to take into effect that this, it takes a lot of electricity to mine cryptocurrency, to operate it. So the, the lesson behind this was he was bringing awareness to it, but at the same time, uh, it, it brought a lot of, uh, cryptocurrencies, Ethereum, Bitcoin, all of them dropped a massive percent when he made that big announcement. Uh, I've got a couple of minutes left here. What's going on with Apple? Apple has an update right now, and if uh, a couple, uh, in fact, last week on Tech Talk, uh, you might have noticed that your Apple might be upgrading to the new iOS 14. And this was a big thing about Facebook, and I, I commented on the fact that uh, people are going to be given the chance when you upgrade with your new operating system, there's literally an option that says, do you want to remove tracking? Well, guess what? Uh, again, facts speak for it. Apple has announced that over 90% of users, Bill, 90%! That is massive of all Apple users that have upgraded have chosen to tell their apps, no longer can you follow me, no longer do you know what I eat, no longer do you know when I have gas, there is nothing you will know about me, you can now turn off any advertising tracking abilities if you have an Apple. So, uh, this is a real, I mean, we kind of assumed it was going to happen, but uh, and, my, and a little bit of me made me go, ah, people are just going to go, forget it, it's okay, follow me, it's, I got other things to worry about. 90% have turned off that tracking feature, which means we're going to need to really see that subscription model I spoke about last week in Tech Talk really amplify if people are going to, or businesses are going to want to continue, like Google, Amazon, or otherwise. They've got to figure out new plans. 90%. That's a trend. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 11.35. Brought to you by Vacuman, Adam Oldfield from FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuman. Uh, thanks again, my friend. Have a great week. We'll talk next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Enjoy the day. Talk to you, you soon. Gotcha. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.